Welcome to Suburban Warrior, the podcast that will impact, inspire, and empower you to transform your mindset and become the badass warrior that you are. I'm your host and fellow warrior, Chrissy Pfeiffer, former clinician and corporate marketing exec turned multi-passionate entrepreneur, performance and life coach, and mom to four not-so-little warriors. Each week, I will bring you honest conversations with inspiring guests to share their stories of resilience, optimism, success, and simple yet effective strategies so that you transform your thoughts and change your behavior to get the results you want in your life. You will be empowered to take action, warrior up, and believe in you. Let's do this. What's up, warriors? Welcome back to another episode of the Suburban Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Chrissy Pfeiffer, and I'm really, really excited about our guest this week because it's me. (laughs) Um, No, all joking aside, I will say each season, I like to come on here and do an episode myself to kind of give you all the latest and greatest advice that I have to give you know, things that have been happening in my life and, you know, just kind of give you a little bit of my perspective. And so this episode today is it. It's just going to be me. So it's going to kind of kind of be a, a quick episode, but chock full of what I think is going to be some really awesome advice. And the reason why I think it's awesome is because it's advice that I've gotten from different sources you know, really over the last, I would say probably six months or so, you know, I doing what I do, being a coach, podcasting, you know, it kind of all, you know, I I do a lot of things and I interact with a lot of people that, you know, really work towards my own personal development and my self-help. And I receive a lot of advice. You know, I read a lot of books. I listen to podcasts. I have a coach myself. Um, I have peers who do what I do in the personal development world and in positive psychology. I work with spiritual healers. Um, I have fitness instructors, physicians, mentors. I mean, you name it. So I feel like I am very fortunate in the fact that I receive some really amazing advice. and. I feel like that's what I need to share with you today. So what I did was I kind of tried to distill it down into five of the best pieces of advice that I have received over like the last six months. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So you know what? Without further ado, let's just dive right into it. And, you know, I want to thank you all for listening because I have gotten so much feedback um, on the podcast. So thank you. And I hope you guys enjoy these five pieces of advice I have for you today. Okay, so I'm going to go in reverse order because I think, um, to me, the last one is the most significant. So here we go. The first piece of advice that I'm going to say is one that I found on Instagram. So, you know, this is out in the public domain, and I think it just speaks to um, who you really fill your social media with because... One thing I will say is that we are all on our phones way more than we should be, including myself. I am so cognizant of it, and yet I just still can't seem 
to just break the habit of scrolling. And it pisses me off that I have to say that, but it's really, really true. I'm just being completely honest with where I am. I catch myself doing it all the time. I get very mad at myself for doing it, but I go on to social media for one purpose and I'm completely scrolling and it's like 10 minutes later and I completely did not do what I was meant to get on there for. But there are some really great positive reasons to be on social media. And one of them is to fill your social media feed with things that make you feel good, right? So make sure that you're following people that serve you, that have some really great advice, that are on the same level as you, that might be um, doing things that you want to do uh, and can offer a great advice. So I follow Jesse, Jesse Itzler. I think I'm saying his name right. I don't even know. He's actually Sarah Blakely's husband. And that's how I started following him. But he is really an interesting character and he has a lot of great information to share. But the other day he put a post up that said someone asked him for one piece of advice that he could give to have a great year ahead because I think it was someone's birthday. And this was his advice. It was put more on your plate of what you love to do with the people you love to do things with. And I read that and it was just, it just was really resonated with me and it was really impactful. So I'm going to read that again. It's put more on your plate of what you love to do with the people you love to do things with. And it's really that simple. And I think that, you know, it really made me stop in my tracks because with everything that's been happening with COVID and with the pandemic, number one, we've been very limited for a long time with what we can do. And I think that that's affecting all of us, right? I mean, we're all social creatures. We all need to have a reason to get up and get dressed in the morning. We just do. But, and for many, for a long time, I think, you know, we do things that we don't always really want to do. And we do it out of obligation. And then we're miserable because that's what we're doing. And listen, I'm not saying that everything in life you're going to want to do. But I think that what we do have the option to do is be very conscious about what we're doing and about who we're doing it with. And if COVID hasn't taught us that anything, it should, that is like a huge light bulb moment for me that we really need to focus on doing things in our daily lives that we want to do and do them with the people that we want to do them with, the people that lift us up, the people that make us feel good about ourselves, um, the people that are not always just self-serving. You know, there are reasons that people are in our lives at different times. And sometimes you have to look at that and say, you know what? I know what makes me feel good. And I know what makes me a better person. And there's nothing wrong with saying no to activities or saying no to invitations, that might just not work for you. Because as we all know, (laughs) that time is the most precious commodity on this planet. It it is nothing, nothing else is going to, you know, be better than the time that we have. So what we need to do is really focus on how we feel doing what we love to do and doing it with the people that we love to do it with. So that seems really simple, but maybe next time that you're not feeling so good or your energy level's low, ask yourself why. 
you might just find the answer. Okay, so the second piece of advice that I have found recently that really impacted me is the only barriers that are in your way are thoughts, and thoughts can change. And so I know I talk about this all the time, and for people that listen to the podcast or see my posts or maybe are coached by me are so sick of hearing it, but I can't say it enough because I say it to myself every single day that your thoughts affect your emotions, which affect your behavior, which affect your results. And so every single action and thing that has happened in your life has come from a thought. It's, it really is that simple. I mean, the things that we look at in this world that have made such huge changes, an iPhone, um, Uber, uh, you know, you name it, all these social media apps that have really caused such major changes in this world. It was all a thought. It was someone's thought. And they could have thought of it and said, "Mm, that's stupid and moved on. Or they thought and they took action. And so every single thing in life begins with a thought. And that means that you can change your thoughts. So if you are not liking how you're feeling on a certain day, the first thing that you have to go back to is your thoughts. And this happens to me all the time. And literally, this is what I do for a living. I talk to people about changing their thoughts. And I catch myself feeling angry and frustrated and having no idea why. Because, of course, we're human. It's human nature. You know, we're all balancing a million things. And we're going about our lives. And we're quick-paced. And we're here and we're there. And we're, we're moving without even thinking. But when I get into that space, I really have to go back and, and stop myself and say, okay, why am I so agitated? Why am I so tired? Why am I so frustrated, angry, pissed off? I mean, whatever, you name it. And if I really stop and think about it, I can go to my thoughts. And if I can't even pinpoint why, which sometimes I can, then that's even a bigger issue. Because if I can't pinpoint why, it means I'm just wrapped up in my own head. It's my thoughts. It's a negative self-talk. It's negative chatter. It's worry. It's complete BS that doesn't even exist. And here I am really living in a shitty day when I don't need to be. So this is on like a daily basis scale, this quote, but it's also on a larger scale. If you're in a job that you hate, if you are in a relationship that is completely draining you and making you unhappy, Um, if you are unhappy with your body or unhappy with your health, I mean, every aspect of your life that you are looking at in, in, in any relationship, take it back to a thought and then really ask yourself, what is it I'm thinking? Why am I thinking that way? And what is it that I need to change? Because most times when we really take a step back to think about what we're thinking and then flip it to a different perspective, it's really amazing if we allow ourselves to see a new perspective, how we feel. You know, let's just say, for instance, if you are upset because of something someone said to you and you took it very offensively. Right? It happens all the time. I mean, it could be with a random person in the grocery store. Like, who knows? It could be a sister or a brother or a friend, but it could be some random person. And they say something to you and you take it so offensively and you're so pissed. But literally, 
if you stop and think about what that person in the grocery store said to you and why it was so rude, and you really just look at it from their perspective, you might be able to see like, wow, maybe they have a sick parent. Um, Maybe their husband just, you know, said something really rude to them and they're taking it out on you. Maybe their kid was completely acting up before they got to the grocery store. And so they said something rude to you. I mean, the list goes on and on. We can't, we can't assume to know what's going on in someone else's life. But what we can do is we can stop ourselves from spiraling by taking on a new perspective and recognizing that it's not about us. Okay. So next time you feel your thoughts spiraling out of control or you just feel low energy, you're sad, you're upset, you're angry, make sure you know exactly why it is you're feeling all those emotions. And if you don't know why, or you do even know why, and you know what thought that those thoughts that are causing that, of course, feel those thoughts. If it's a true anger, grief, and you need to move through it, I'm not suggesting that you don't. You'll 100% move through that. But if it's something that is trivial and not really happening, and it's like worry and anxiety and things that you're causing in your head, change your thought. In your mom- In that moment, change your thought. And then recognize how differently your whole body feels from being able to do that. So that's my second piece of advice. Change your thoughts, change your life. Okay, number three. I love this one. I use my memories, but I don't allow my memories to use me. And this one just recently really made me kind of sit back and think about it because my mom, a recent anniversary I had was the 25 year anniversary of my mom's death. And that's a long time, long time that she has not been in my life, a long time that I've been living in a state of grief. And I have so many wonderful memories with my mom, right? I have 20 years of memories with her that are fantastic. And then I have literally very, very like PTSD memories of the day that she died and, and during her, her short um, illness. And so the memories that I have that I don't really want to think about, you know, of the, like I said, the day she died and stuff, I can, I can very easily allow those memories to use me. I can very easily go down into a state of grief and grieving that, of course, I grieve, but to a point where, you know, maybe I don't want to get out of bed one day, and then I don't want to get out of bed the next day, and then I don't want to see anyone, and I don't want to talk to anyone, and then I use that as an excuse for why I'm not doing certain things. or And that's, it's, that's a really easy thing to do. And, you know, in the last 25 years, I have certainly had periods of my life where I had to, to grieve and feel that, but I had to check myself about what was I really doing. I was allowing my memories to use me. So instead, I want to use my memories. I want to use the amazing memories that I have of not only my mom and the wonderful times in life I had with her, but with my family as a whole, with my father when you know he's passed as well now. So my all the family memories and the memories that I have as a kid and who I was and, you know, my natural tendencies as a human being, I look at those and I try to use those memories um, of, of how I, like my natural instincts as a kid 
And I remember that and I use that now and I use that to really power me in my daily life and empower me to to be the person that I want to be today. And that takes some reflection. It takes some time to really kind of go through that memory box and say, you know what, this is what I really want to remember. This is what I want to grow and flourish and have more of in my life. And this is what I do not. So I'm not going to sort of sit in the space of all of the shitty times. I'm not going to sit on all the what was me. I am going to think about all the amazing memories that I have to share throughout the course of my entire life, including in the last 25 years you know, memories with my kids, everything. And I'm going to use those memories to my advantage because I can learn from them. I can learn, I can grow, and I can be better. And that's really how simple it is. Using times in our past only to grow from and only to be better because that way it allows us to be more present, to live for today, and then look forward to the future. Not to worry about what's happening in the future, but to just look forward. And I do this a lot, actually, when I'm thinking about my future or my kids' future, is that I really try to look back on my past and I think about myself as a kid. And I look at, and I always think of myself at their age, whatever age they are. I remind myself that I didn't have it all figured out. I still don't have it all figured out. I'm 46 years old, I still don't have it figured out. These kids are not going to have it all figured out. And I think sometimes in doing that, it really helps me to be a better mom and to understand you know, what their mindset is at this point and what I can expect from them at this point, because I can't expect any more from them than what I was capable of at their age. So that's a little parental side note of memories. So love that quote. I use my memories, but I don't allow my memories to use me because tough times do not last people. But guess what? Tough people do. And I know every single one of you warriors out there are tough as nails. So think about that. Okay. Number four. So this one I love because this is one that recently um, when I was working with my coach through some things that I needed some help with figuring out in, in my you know life and in, in my world, um, she said to me something and I just really thought it was something pretty awesome. So she said, Just because something is easy doesn't mean it doesn't count as much, right? I mean, that's great. Just because something is easy doesn't mean it doesn't count as much. And the reason I thought that was so impactful is because every single one of us have our strengths and weaknesses, right? And as a coach, I really focus on strengths. I really think it's important as human beings that we were we were all born with strengths and weaknesses. And I believe that it's really powerful to work to grow our strengths instead of constantly trying to keep up and build on our weaknesses, right? And so sometimes in our strengths, we take them for granted. And we don't because we don't maybe work as hard at something and it might come easy to us, we take it for granted. We don't think it counts and we don't give ourselves quote unquote credit for it. 
or we, we may not be even grateful for it. We might not even notice it, which really stinks. So this quote to say, just because something comes easy or is easy, doesn't mean that it doesn't count, is to say that when you stop and look at your life and what you do and how you do it, some of the things that come really easy to you, maybe maybe you're an amazing cook, right? Um, maybe you're a great leader uh, to whether it, it, in work or in life and personally. Um, maybe you love to read or you're a great designer. You know, maybe you, you run every single day and that comes really easy to you. I mean, all of these things that might be something that you love to do, give yourself credit for it. Like give yourself that little pat on the back and recognize that it counts. Like just because something comes easy to you doesn't mean that it doesn't count. It means that that is a strength of yours and that you're awesome and that you're an amazing suburban warrior balancing probably a million things on a daily basis. And just because something is coming easy to you doesn't mean that it doesn't count. It it means that you're unique, that that is a strength of yours. And if you want to continue to build on that strength, I, I think that's amazing. But don't think for a second that just because it's like a strength and you love to do it or it's easy or you're super good at it, that someone else isn't looking at you being like, man, I really wish I could do that. I think we really get caught up in our own heads about what we do all the time, maybe how we are innately, our personality, what comes easy, and we forget to actually be like, yeah, I am a badass. I'm really good at that. So I want you to stop and think about what it is that you do that you're super good at and give yourself some like major, major credit for that right now. And know that that's part of your purpose. The things that come easy to you are very much part of your energy, who you are, what you put out into the world, and part of your your overall purpose. And so my last piece of advice for you today is something that I think is, again, so important. And I know I've talked about it so much, so I'm sure that at this point, you might be sick of hearing it, but I don't care because until you actually start figuring it out, I'm going to keep talking about it. So the last piece of advice is about developing a morning routine for yourself. It's that simple because, you know, behavioral psychology teaches us that our brain is most susceptible to new programming for the first hour after we wake up in the morning. Okay, that is like super duper important people. (laughs) So like if you want to make changes in your life, you know, if you need to change your diet, if you need to change your workout routine, if you need to change some of the mental exercises you're doing or want to start incorporating, whether it's meditation, going for a walk, whatever it may be, the first um, step in that process really is truly changing your morning routine. Not only is your brain most susceptible to new, new programming at that time, so it helps, it's a little bit easier to make changes at that time, but how you start your day sets the course for your entire day. It, it truly does. And if you don't believe me, just start paying attention to it. If you wake up miserable, 
and you roll out of bed and you're already pissed off. And I guarantee you might like trip or like hurt yourself on the way to the bathroom or do something. Then you're really pissed. The, the rest of that morning continues very much so that way. You spill your coffee, you do something, your, the outfit you want to wear is dirty. I mean, you just name it. It's just like nothing is going to go right for you because that's how you started your day off. And the most important part of your day is getting up in the morning and recognizing your thoughts, recognizing how you feel, and being able to own that time to take back that time and own it for yourself. And that means you need to get out of bed. I say, I believe that one of the most important things to do when your eyes open in the morning is to be in a state of gratitude. So however that looks for you, for me, it's before my two feet hit the ground, I am already stating what I'm grateful for. And I'm not just like stating very broad statements, like I'm grateful for my kids, I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my health. Yes, I'm very grateful for all of those things, of course. And they come into mind very often throughout every day of my life. But I really focus on things that are very specific. I'm really grateful for my my two-day cover. I'm really grateful that I only have to go a few steps to my bathroom. Grateful for warm running water to wash my face. Um, I'm grateful for air conditioning or whatever it may be. I, it changes every morning. And when it doesn't, I make sure it does. But I get very specific and I'm in a state of gratitude. So when I'm in a state of gratitude every morning when I get out of bed, it's really hard for me to be pissed off about waking up at a certain time or to even think about the fact that I'm tired or exhausted, or I didn't get enough sleep the night before, because I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for. So just in that moment, right there, I've already shifted my perspective. Then I have a morning routine. And it's not one that I've had always. I I think morning routines and what you do have to evolve, and they have to change as you grow, right? But, you know, one, one example is that you just have to take a few minutes for yourself. Because if you have a really, really hectic morning, it's, it's going to be hard for you to find peace and clarity and energy for the rest of the day. So it's really important, even if you can take 10, only five or 10 minutes for yourself to devote that time for yourself. Maybe it's reading a passage from you know, an empowering book. Maybe it's just sitting in peace and quiet. Um, maybe it's grabbing your coffee in the morning and going to sit outside and listening to the birds. It has to be something that works for you. I'm not imposing any specific morning routine on you, but it has to be something that works for you, but that is going to set the course of your day. So I have lots of suggestions for morning routines, but again, it has to be something that you find that is super powerful for you. Okay. And the only other thing, last thing I'm going to say about that is, Sometimes in within morning routines, and this actually even goes back to, you know, the barriers being thoughts and that we can change our thoughts. Again, morning routine is a is something sometimes is very sacred to people, which I get. I'm I I hold my morning routines quite sacred. And but they get so they're so sacred that they don't want to change them. And this is what I'm going to tell you is that the only reason you think you can't change your morning routine is because that's what you believe. That's your thought. That's the thought that you've imposed on yourself. And 
you know, one example for me is that I love, love, love breakfast. I've been eating breakfast my entire life since I was a kid. I've always loved breakfast. And about a year and a half ago, I decided to try intermittent fasting. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this. First of all, I love my coffee with creamer first thing in the morning. I roll out of bed at 6 a.m. and I eat a huge bowl of cereal or whatever it is I'm having for breakfast that morning. I eat right away. There's no way I'm going, going to be able to intermittent fast. It's just not going to happen, but I'll try it, right? Because that's my go-to. I say, I can't do it. I can't do it, but I'll give it a try. And then guess what? As soon as I start to believe that I can do something, it's amazing the, the results that I start to have. So fast forward a year and a half now, and I've been intermittent fasting, and I don't even put anything you know, in my mouth to eat that has any calories at 11 o'clock until 11 o'clock. I, I can't even believe that I don't eat breakfast anymore because that's how much I love breakfast. But I did it because, again, it's just a thought, right? It was something that I, it was the story I was telling myself that I can't, I can't, oh, I have to have this. I have to have breakfast. I could never survive without it. Well, I have been surviving for a year and a half. I, many, so many examples that are like that. And I'm sure right now, listen to yourself talk. The next time you hear yourself talking, I can't do this. I could never do that. I'm not that type of person. Just so you know, you're the only one who's telling yourself that you're that type of person. You're creating that story. You, with your thoughts that affect your emotions, that affect your behavior, that affect your results. So that's it, guys. That's all I got for you today. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really hope that this helped you, that these five pieces of advice can impact your life as much as they have impacted mine over the last several months. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop a comment on my Instagram at Suburban Warrior. And don't forget, you can follow the Suburban Warrior podcast on Apple and drop us a rating and review because I would love to hear your feedback. I want to thank you all so much for being a part of the Suburban Warrior community. I think you are all amazing, badass women that are doing just amazing works every single day by just being you, following your passion, your purpose, and owning your personal power. Thanks so much, guys. I will be back next week with another amazing Suburban Warrior story for you. Talk to you next time.